Hi there, everyone. This is Pastor Lars Hammer from Lord of Grace Lutheran Church in Marana, Arizona. Welcome back to our series on meditations on the Psalms. Today, I'm going to take a look at Psalm 8. So we last time did Psalm 5. We're going to jump ahead to Psalm 8. Another shorter one. So I'm going to do a read through, and then we'll go back and take a little bit more of a look. It says, again, read the title. A lot of these Psalms have a title. The title is telling. It says, to the leader, according to the Gittith, a psalm of David. So it's another psalm attributed to King David, the, the warrior king who was also the poet and the spiritual guide. So here it is. We'll read through it. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants you have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them, you, yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You may be familiar, there's a lot of hymns and psalms that use that line. O Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth, right? It's a, it, 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 this is a familiar one. You all know the phrase, right? Out of the mouths of babes. And usually when we say that phrase, what we're doing is we're talking about uh, a kid who maybe sees his parents do something or makes an observation. And because kids haven't learned all the filters that we as adults have about when we're supposed to talk and not talk and what we're supposed to say and when, they blurt out something that we all kind of know as the, the truth, but maybe we didn't say it. Uh, and then the kid will say it and we'll either be in shock or we'll giggle. And then somebody will say, out of the mouths of babes, right? Out of the mouths of babes. And the assumption is sort of that they can see things more clearly, or at least they're willing to admit more clearly than we are because they're kids. But if you go back to the psalm, it's interesting because the psalm is framed. At the beginning and the end, it's how majestic is God. It has that same, that same refrain. O Lord our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. That's the beginning, that's the end. And then it moves right into... You set your glory above the heavens. So where is God's glory? Above the heavens. How glorious is it? It's more glorious than the heavens. Is it more glorious than the statues and the temples and the idols around us? Yes, it's more glorious than that. It's even more glorious than the stars. That's how glorious it is. That, that, so God, God's glory is in the world, but it's greater than just the world that we see. The glory above the heavens. And then it goes into out of the mouths and babes of infants you have founded a bulwark because of your foes. Out of the mouths of babes. So it's as if 
the, the babies, the children, can see by looking around the glory of God in the heavens, and that the simple truth or truths about God are things that the children can see and they can experience and that they can even articulate in ways that often as adults we don't. And I've thought a lot about what this means when they sort of talk about, you know, uh, the wisdom of babes or out of the mouths of babes. Do children really get faith better than adults? And I think the only difference is that kids don't tend to have usually as much worry and as much stuff on their minds in a healthy situation. And that for them, they they just see the world around them. And they're more open to awe and mystery, and they're more open to wonder. And so from their perspective, they can speak the truth about who God is. Now, this psalm is kind of a change because the previous seven psalms have been very much about, Lord, I'm being persecuted, crush my enemies. I'm being persecuted, but I trust in you because you're going to crush your enemies. Now, it's shifted. This psalm is now about the glory of God, where people stand before God. It's more about the nature of God. It keeps going with this talk about the babes. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, what are human beings that you are mindful of them? There's a great line that a lot of astronomers and physicists will use as they study their craft in these really unimaginably deep and complicated ways that boggle my mind. And and I try to listen to their podcasts where they try to break it down to help me explain something like dark matter uh, that doesn't seem to make any sense to me or things like this. And one of the comments that I hear them make is that often we as people have an overly arrogant view of ourselves that we think of ourselves more highly than we are because we are in many ways, at least on this earth, the most evolved species because we have a higher level of cognition than other species, that we think of ourselves as the greatest. And yet, when we look around at the universe in its both its simplicity and its complexity, it's hard not to be awed by it and to start to think that maybe you aren't so special or you aren't so big. And even for ancient people, 3,000 years ago writing poetry, they still had in them that sense when they looked up at the heavens that they could see and tell, and they could tell viscerally at a deeper level, that I as a human being am not really that special in comparison to all this. And then when I compare all that to the Lord who made it all, who sits above it, whose glory shines in and through it, when I think of that and I look at people and all the stupid, horrible stuff we do, yeah, it makes sense that someone would say, God, why do you care about us? What is it about people that you, that, that you bother with us? You know, we have wars, we kill each other, we exploit each other, we enslave each other. You know, the record of looking at people from the outside 
you know, we have some really great things and we have some really awful things. And in the net, if you're, I could imagine an alien coming down going, I'm not sure I want to get involved in this. And yet somehow God, the Lord God from the heights of the heavens looks down on this and looks down on us people with all our faults and all the wicked things that we do to one another. And God decides that we're worth his time. And that is amazing. And the fact that God finds us valuable and worth his time says something about who God is. It tells you something about God without needing a mystical vision. It tells you that God is someone whose compassion runs deeper than the bad things that we do. Whose, whose goodness and glory and plan for us is bigger and greater than just the sins that we see and the things we do to one another. And that even the babe, the mouths of babes who look out, they get that mystery and that glory, and they can see the pureness of it. Whereas we, I think, often look at the stars, and our first thought is, Either I'm tired, I want to go to bed, or how long do I have to do this, or I got bills to pay, or... But the kid looks up and realizes, yeah, I know. Because I live in a position of vulnerability and dependency on others, I can understand what it's like to be a person vulnerable before God. So, out of the mouths of babes, it says. Out of the mouths of babes. So... That's Psalm 8. So thanks for following along, everyone. Thanks for listening in. And I hope you'll tune in the next time as we look at the next psalm. So have a great week.